0: Welcome to the Dating After Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Shade Curry, and I believe every divorced woman deserves a romantic relationship where she feels safe, loved, and cherished. You can create the most amazing life after divorce, and I will teach you how. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Dating After Divorce Podcast. I am your host, Shade Curry. I am a life coach for divorced women who are dating again. Today, we are going to talk about how to end the texting drama. (laughs) This is a big one. Like texting is the playground of all of the worst dating games, right? And when I talk about texting, I'm referring to both um, texting, the initial messages within the dating apps, as well as when you exchange a phone number with someone and the conversations that you have. And this is new. Like um, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when I was dating, um, there was no texting. <laughs> there wasn't even email. Like I had got my first email address, I think at about age 21, 22, right after I got married. So my entire dating life, which wasn't, you know, a whole lot of experiences, really had no Texting. I mean, our, I guess right, you could say our texting was when we passed notes to each other or when we wrote letters if someone was out of town and we didn't do a whole lot of it. But now, texting, those initial messages have become like the bedrock of dating. And as a culture overall, people are not doing it well for very many reasons. Um, one, it's new. Two, people play games with it. Three, um, it sort of brings out our anxiety, right? Because you have this high stakes journey that is predicated on this, you know, two sentences that you're going to send to someone. And it feels like those two sentences are going to make or break your entire relationship journey. Um, On top of that, you have the constant uh, game playing that happens, like all kinds of responses that you get or Um, I think we're being conditioned to interpret things like what is this person saying and what does this actually mean? Um, I think all of us women have had that moment where you get a text from um, someone you're dating or someone you're seeing or someone you are interested in and all of your girlfriends huddle in or you screenshot it and send it to all your girlfriends and ask them, what does this even mean? Like I get this from my clients all the time where they are not sure what's happening, and we talk about the texting drama that is going on. Every once in a while, I will have a client who gets stuck in their dating journey. So they're on the apps, and they are basically doing everything, and nothing seems to be working. And every once in a while, I'll do a uh, an app takeover from them to see what's going on, like when they start texting, what's going on in the messaging, and why they're not able to move those conversations into first dates. And it helps me also keep up with like new features on the app so that I'm in there without having to have a fake account on the apps. And so I've done, I did a a texting takeover for one of my clients this month, which is March, 2023. At the same time that we are holding the 10 good dates in 30 days challenge in the dating after divorce academy. And it sort of I I already knew kind of like the games that we've been playing, but there's a whole new level of games that I think people are playing. And it's not just the men, like even my clients come in with these preconceived notions that they've been given that they have to text in such a way that they trick a man into liking them or they trick a man into going on a date with them, or they shouldn't overplay their hand. Um, They need to play cool. Don't reply back too quickly. If you're too interested, he'll lose interest. Um, Sometimes there's an underlying fear that if the guy is really, you know, handsome or a good fit for them, that he won't like them. And then they'll be heartbroken. Um, There are fears that they need to be nice and playful but also set boundaries, be sexy, but not too sexy, flirty, but not too flirty, because then you don't want them to think you're a slut, to be interesting and have things going on in your life, but don't be intimidating. Um, and that if you text in a way that is quote unquote forward I'm holding air quotes up, then you will be chasing him instead of him chasing you. And this month I have done a lot of coaching on all of these myths, and all of these games that are happening because they are not helpful in meeting your partner. Like I get it. And I get that there are all kinds of people out there in the world. And sometimes the results you're getting seem to prove that all of these myths are true. But I want to let you know that they are not, right? They are absolutely not true. The only thing that happens if you believe these myths and if you engage in playing these games is that you will not be yourself. You will behave in ways on the apps that you would not behave in the real world. And when you think about some of the messages you've been getting and some of the results you've been getting on the apps, you can tell that some of uh, the men are acting in ways that they would not normally act in the real world. So it's happening on both sides. It's happening with women and it is happening with men. It is the weird power play matrix of the online dating world. And the way to meet your partner is to break out of that matrix. The way to meet your partner is to be authentically you on the dating apps. while of course, keeping within dating app etiquette, but dating app etiquette isn't really that far from the etiquette in the real world, right? Dating app etiquette is simply the same things that you would expect in the real world, which is basic decency, respect, communication, and uh, evaluation to see if there's a connection or if there's compatibility. Um, I teach my clients to look at the dating apps as just an extension of the real world with a few differences that you can easily learn to navigate. When you approach it like it's in the real world, it makes it really easy to interpret or figure out what is going on on the apps. One thing that can be really helpful is to sort of approach it from a grown woman perspective, right? Like shift out of the teenage confusion and the teenage drama. Now, I will say this, I have a theory and a lot of people have confirmed it. I don't know that there's neuroscience for this, but we'll see. I haven't done enough research to know. That when you get divorced, you do regress. Like the, the trauma of the divorce and the heartbreak and the confusion and all of that can really trigger the same heartbreak and the same confusion that you had when you were a teenager. So, depending on where you could say your romantic maturity got stopped, for most people that I have seen, for my clients, for myself, when we got married, we sort of stopped developing emotionally in the area of romance because it's like, okay, now we have a partner, we just go on with that. And I noticed with myself, and I've noticed with most of my clients that after the breakup, there is a regression to where you stopped in your dating life. Like you literally pick up from where you were with some changes, with a little, some understanding and, and some experience, but not enough to be fully mature in your dating life. Okay, so just something to think about depending on where you are and what you're experiencing. Examine your responses and your thoughts and your feelings and ask yourself. Do you wonder exactly how divorced women just like you are meeting eligible men who want a real relationship and a commitment? They're doing it by dating with their core values. Your core values are the GPS that lead you to the partner you've been looking for. When you use your core values on dating apps, text messages, and at social events, you will easily connect with your true match partner without chasing, settling, or wasting time with non committal men. I have taught exactly how to do this in the two hour Core Values Dating Blueprint course available on my website, shadecurry.com forward slash dating. That's S A D E C U R R Y dot com forward slash dating. You will learn exactly how to identify your core values and use them on your dating profile, how to ask the right questions via text, and how to tell the right stories on dates so that you attract the right people and repel those who aren't right for you. If you're ready to meet your true match, hop over to Shadecurry.com forward slash dating, or click the link in the show notes. Now back to the episode. Are they mature or are they, do they lean towards the side of being immature? If they lean towards the side of being immature or teenagery, if you're experiencing a lot of dating anxiety, if you're experiencing a lot of crushing and not knowing what to do and being in despair, there might be some growth that's required there to get you to the place where, you know, you can be fully confident and like a grown woman when you are dating. Depends on where you are. And that is something that I definitely help my clients with. So if that's you definitely reach out and we can talk about that. Now, the what do I say, all of that drama also can come up in ways that are very teenage where it's like, oh, these guys and guys always do this and they're too boring. They only give me one word answers. There's too much time between texts. They're low effort. Too many people to talk to. Like all of that like angst and overwhelm can really cloud the simplicity of the dating process, of the texting process, the texting part of the dating process, right? Which is just the beginning. It's really just initial contact. So in my program, we label this period initial contact so that we can put what is happening in context. And I think what happens with a lot of women is that you don't put what is happening on the dating apps in the appropriate context. And so there's a lot of interpretations that happen um, that are harmful to your ability to find your partner. I'll give you an example of a woman who reached out to me and, you know, she was wondering how to move a relationship forward. And she said, I'm seeing this guy, um, but he hasn't taking me out on a real date and I'm wondering how to move it forward. And I was like, well, tell me about what's going on. She's like, well, he texts me every morning and he texts me every evening. And he's just attentive in that way. And I said, well, how long have you been seeing him? And she was like three months. And I'm like, so a guy has texted you every morning and every evening, lots of sweet words for three months, but never taking you on a date. You are not seeing this person. So in her mind, She misinterpreted the context of what was happening and thought she was in a relationship with this man when there was no relationship. There were just, I don't know, three months is 90 days times two. There was just about 180 to 200 texts had happened. That is all that had happened. She did not know this man. They did not have a relationship, but because of the, I guess, the myths around texting and dating apps, she felt or thought that she was in a relationship. And so, and that can get very um, exhausting because for her, she was in the period where it was like, this was beginning to lead towards heartbreak and she didn't want it to lead to heartbreak. So she had reached out to me to help her sort of salvage the relationship. And unfortunately I had to like really let her know that, Hey, this is not what's happening here. When you are on the apps and you are texting someone there's a certain purpose for that, that it is really just initial contact to see if there's some basic respect with this person. This person is has is decent. If you would like, like to be around the person in the real world, if there is a possible overlap in interests, in lifestyle and in relationship direction, that's it. And you can't even verify those things necessarily, but at least you can say, OK, we've talked about a few things Let's see if there is something in person. And so you can't really tell if you're in a relationship with someone just by texting. Texting does not um, create a relationship. And I talk about this a lot when my clients want to be in long distance relationships. Long distance relationships are a whole other animal um, that I won't go into on this podcast episode, but it is to let you know the reason a lot of long distance relationships don't work is because of things like this. It's because You're trying to build a relationship with the wrong ingredients. Texting and letters and all those things are not the foundation of a real relationship. There's a joke, and I don't know if it's based on truth or not, about a man who wanted to ask a woman out, but he was too shy. So he wrote her, he said he was going to write her letters every day for a year in order to sort of facilitate the relationship, and then he would move in. And so he wrote her letters every day for a year, and then she married the mailman. Because guess who she had contact with every single day in the real world, seeing his smell, hearing his voice, smelling his smells. It was the mailman. So think about that when next time you think about evaluating whether or not you're in a relationship with someone that you have not met in real the real world or you are, um, maybe you've met one time. And this happened to me too when I was dating. I was dating this guy in my mind, <laughs> dating this guy. He texted every day. He would actually text throughout the day. We would talk um, by phone, maybe once a week. But we really only went on a date. I would think like we would plan a date and then he would, something would happen, and then he would move it out. So it really ended up being like every three weeks, sometimes a month, that we would go on a date. But in my mind, this is very early in my dating journey. I think he was really the first person. Um he's the I think he's the first person I went on a first date with. So this was the very first guy I met on the apps. And I was like, we were in a relationship. But when I look back now, having learned what I learned, I'm like, oh no, that was not a relationship. And it really turned out after um, a few months that I realized he really didn't want a commitment. He was just sort of, he wasn't stringing me along, but the relationship was exactly what he wanted it to be. It was texting and then seeing me every once in a while, just enough to keep me on the line, right? He never had any intentions for a commitment. So. When it comes to texting, it's important to understand what is really happening, okay? Um, there's a lot of cultural narratives. There's a lot of fairy tales, TVs, you know, TV shows, movies that give us the, this fairy tale thinking, right? And if you've been conditioned as from being a young girl that your relationship um, needs to be a certain way and, you know, it's going to be super romantic and it's going to be like Prince Charming and all of that, it's easy to fall into the trap of, being in a fantasy relationship where only the very minimum effort is being given to you, but you think that you are in a relationship. So in order to avoid all of this dating texting drama, here are a few tips that I want to give you for you to reassess how you are texting and how you are using that stage in the process to meet your partner. If you're interested in digging deeper into this, I have a one uh, a webinar coming up in the next few weeks. I have not put a date on it yet, um, but I will announce it via my email list. So if you go to the show notes and join my email list, once my schedule uh, it, it will be within the next two to three weeks. Uh, but once I'm able to put it on my schedule for sure, I will announce the webinar via my email list. So if you're interested in digging deeper into texting and how to do it, please sign up to be on my email list so that you can get that announcement. I've been working on the on the webinar. And one of the things I'm going to teach on the webinar are the seven texts that you need to be sending. If you are not sending the seven texts on a, on a regular basis, you are probably not on the path to meet your partner. And these are not like the flirty, playful texts to magnetize him to you and all of that stuff that like, you know. <laughs> is out there but doesn't work. And I will talk about why those types of texts don't work to find you a life partner. And I'm going to give you the seven texts that my clients are currently using right now to get their first dates, to you know, figure out what a man wants, to figure out if he's serious or if he's not serious. I'm going to teach this. That webinar is coming really soon. Sign up for my email list. Okay. Now let's talk about some tips that you need to use some skills that you need to have for texting to be successful for you. One of the things that one of my philosophies of dating is for the most part, until you really meet someone that you have a deep connection with, treat all of dating like networking, like really lower the stakes so that you can have your wits about you to evaluate, to see what's really happening. And this applies to texting just like it does to uh, being dating someone in person or dating multiple people. Okay, You need to lower the stakes so that you can truly have your eyes open to see who's on the other side before you make a choice. So one of the things you need to do is to be willing to be yourself. Be willing to be a real human. Now, when I say be willing to be a real human, this doesn't mean that you tell someone via text all of your life history and everything you're talking about in therapy. No, but it just means that your responses should be the real responses that you have. Um, The apt takeover that I did for my client this month um, there was a guy, she was texting me that he seemed really interested and he was, you know, very eager and things were going well. And she was ready to kind of move it forward. And I said, okay, hey, do you want to do a video chat with this guy? She was like, yes. I said, okay, great." So I put in the text that I teach my clients to use to, you know, ask for a video chat. And she said, well, if you're, you know, willing to uh, ready for a video chat, like there's whole verbiage that we copied and pasted in there. And you'll learn that on the webinar. And he replied Oh, I can't do a video chat today because I'm not looking my best. What about you? Are you looking cute? Which had just a little bit of like a overly flirty innuendo to it. The way he phrased it just didn't feel good. The vibe didn't feel good. Um, and if someone had said that to her in person, she would have felt very uncomfortable. Now, a lot of the internet sages, I have my quotes up will tell you, well, she should have replied with something flirty and playful. No, because she wouldn't have done that in real life. In real life, she would have been creeped out. I was creeped out, right? <clears throat> and so we sent a message. The Her response was not this playful, flirty response because he seemed interested. Her response was the same response she would have given in the real world. And we just sent a message back saying, no, I just look normal for today, like very flat line, right? Like setting that boundary in a very calm, non-angry way. And then basically that was the end of the conversation because he was looking for something as it was obvious. He was looking for something else, right? So be willing to be yourself. It doesn't mean you're out there being hostile and scolding, but like be willing to say what's on your mind. Be willing to be real. Um, and be willing to set boundaries when you need to. And those are all things that I teach my clients. And like, we get very granular, exactly how you should say it so that you are being yourself. You are protecting yourself on the apps while also being open to people who are good people. Now, another tip is to be willing to ignore the rules or the demands that other people make. A lot of, um, Women are very reluctant or very nervous about their opening line, like on an app like Bumble, where you send the first message because they've seen profiles of men saying, well, be interested in your opening line. Don't just send me um, a hello in your opening line, all of that. Yeah, like, no, it's not about doing things to please those guys. It's about doing things in a way that feels good to you and is effective in getting you what you want on the app. So it's not about fulfilling the rules. It's not about fulfilling demands. It's about knowing what works for you and being willing to do that, whether or not it matches the rules. Another thing you need to do is to be willing to make mistakes. This is a skill. It is a new skill. We didn't have dating apps 20 something years ago. So, the skill of using an app to meet a a life partner is something you're going to have to learn. It's like learning interviewing skills, it's like learning how to craft your resume. The beauty of learning a new skill is that there is help available. Like, you know, I'm here. If you ever want to work with me, you can reach out to work with me and get that line-by-line, step-by-step help with learning that skill. It is a skill that can be learned. When you're learning a new skill, you're going to make some mistakes. So be willing to make those mistakes. And you want to make those mistakes in a safe space, in a safe way, in a way that doesn't feel like you're alone and you're just falling flat on your face over and over. So we do offer a community where you can be with other women who are doing the same thing that you are and cheering each other on. If you join the Dating After Divorce Academy, that's something that is available to you. Either way, be willing to do some trial and error. Be willing to practice. Listen, you will not run out of men on the apps. There's always more men. So if you practice with a few and you figure out what works, you will get better and better and better. And if you add on top of that, getting coaching and um uh, evaluation, someone who can tell you, oh yeah, this will work, this won't work, or tweak this and tweak that, you will move even faster. And finally, let be willing to let other people on the apps make their mistakes or do the wrong thing without taking it personally. It's not about you. If a person sends you a dick pic, you yes. <laughs> You can guarantee he's sending it to a ton of other women. It's not about you. There wasn't something about you that attracted him. There wasn't something about you that made him send that. You do not cause other people to do the wrong thing. And because the cultural narrative often puts the blame on women for what happens to them when something uh, bad happens to them in a relationship situation, the blame is often on the woman. you may have been conditioned to take that upon yourself to be like, oh yeah, I did something wrong. I did something to attract that. I did something to create that. You didn't, you didn't. Nobody causes someone else to do something. However, you are responsible for how you respond to it. So if someone sends you a dick pic and um, I think a lot of the apps now have really tightened things up. So if you stay on the apps a little longer uh, before giving away your phone number, it's actually kind of a little bit of a safety thing. Um, I was going to say something. Hang on, it's coming back to me. Yes, yeah, so if something like that happens or someone is overly sexual or say something disrespectful, you didn't do that. However, if you let that situation cause you to give up on your dating journey, you are responsible for that. That is you, that is on you. Or if you spend the next three months stewing about it, venting about it, being angry and you get all this negative energy instead of just block, delete, <laughs> move on, that is also your responsibility. Your response is your responsibility. And I teach my clients to choose responses that facilitate them moving faster in their dating journey versus responses that keep them stuck in their dating journey. So texting is now just a part of dating. It is the initial contact section of what I teach my clients. So we have like these relationship gates and You know, initial contact is texting is there and we have certain guidelines for that period. So define the context of what's happening and choose your responses accordingly. Be willing to be yourself. Be willing to learn this new skill. Be willing to make mistakes and be willing to let other people be wrong without you taking it personally. Learning to text effectively can really accelerate your journey to your life partner and again, if you want to learn the seven texts you should be sending frequently, if you want to meet a life partner, if you want to learn sort of like the psychology and the neuroscience between behind what's happening with you and some of the anxiety you might be feeling and some of the behaviors that you're seeing on the apps, I definitely want to invite you to join me for the texting webinar that is upcoming. Go to shadecurry.com forward slash email to get on my email list. That dot S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y.com forward slash email. You'll be invited to join my email list and that announcement will go out probably within the next week as to the exact date of the texting webinar. All right, that is today's episode. I appreciate your time and attention and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening today if you are ready to get married after divorce i want to invite you to download my free eight video training specifically designed to help divorced women date with ease and get married again head over to shadecurry.com to get started that's s-a-d-e-c-u-r-r-y.com i'll see you inside